Welcome to the 77th episode of the Nerdum and Other Nonsense Anime Podcast. Today, we are bringing you the first half of our winter 2019 season first impressions, based on the first few weeks of shows that have finally aired. As always, we include timestamps in the description of the YouTube video and the podcast feed if you only want to hear about one or two specific shows. Since we spoil literally everything, but, you know, there's only two episodes or three episodes out, so what are we going to spoil? Come on. I mean, you could still spoil some shit. You never know. <laughs> it's true. I could. I could. <laughs> I like this. Bro- exactly. Like, I just spoiled you. How does it feel, Become? I feel spoiled, and I don't care. <laughs> But I'm going to spoil the episode three ED of Kaguya Love is War, which has now made all other dance animation and anime obsolete as Chika's dance is the cutest, most fluidly animated dance routine ever. And I will watch it on repeat until my eyes start bleeding. Also with me are Cat and Leo. (laughs) It's funny because I said the only thing I liked about that show is Chika. And that was before episode three. (laughs) Me too. would become about this so hard in the chat i was like of course you fucking love chica because like all you want in this world is like a wife who has only two brain cells to rub together and just follows you around asking you like what is grass what is sky the other two that makes her shine so much (laughs) they are so dull that she's the like i said she's just the only interesting thing on the screen for me she's just so fucking stupid She's the best. Unfortunately, we won't be talking about Kaguya today because we've split up the season into two episodes to keep it manageable. Uh, But yeah, we will talk about it in episode 78, so look forward to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, did we get up to any nonsense this week, Leo? Oh, well, (laughs) let me tell my tale Uh of trying to get the (laughs) stupid guest passes for Anthem. Kat, you're going to be amazed at how much patience Leo can have when he actually wants to do something. It's incredible. So, Anthem, the demo came out Friday. I I was off work. It came out at noon, and I sat in my chair trying to log in for six straight hours. You did not. The servers. I did, too. There are other things. Cat. Well, he was doing other things. You were doing something else in the background, weren't you? I was Leo? watching Hunter x Hunter. Okay, Hell yeah, you were. and I'm just sitting there hitting A on my controller and like looking over my shoulder to see if I'm logging in yet. They, I don't, I don't know when they finally got that fixed. So I was able to finally get in the next day, and I'm supposed to be, because I pre-ordered. I'm supposed to get three guest passes, give one to Bcom, Kyle, and uh, Katron, and but they weren't showing up, and they weren't showing up. So I started doing some research, and finally, what I figured out was basically. Any everybody on Xbox, nobody was getting their uh, guest passes. They basically just had to go through uh, tech support. So I'm like, all right, let's go through tech support. Oh, it's a 50 to 55 minute wait. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So I waited the 55 minutes, got in touch with with an advisor, and that part went pretty well. We got it figured out. And at the time, I really wasn't sure which EA account I had tied to my Xbox. We figured that out. And then they sent me my guest passes and I gave it to them. And then we played. But even then, like the game had a really bad problem with the uh, loading screens freezing. Oh, my God. <laughs> you it just was had so to bad. Completely turn off the game and just turn it back on. And like they <laughs> called every it, time <laughs> they called it a demo. But this this was a fucking beta. If I ever saw one. Almost so. an alpha. <laughs> the way it didn't yeah. work. But oh, man. if you want to learn more about our experience with Anthem, uh, there's an upcoming episode on Anime Radicals about it. So we'll tell you everything there. 
yeah, you can look forward to that. Uh, yeah, I got some, I got some good stuff I can say about that game. <laughs> good and bad. <laughs> that just makes me a little bit sad, though. Like you spent so much time. What? Oh, it, it was sad. On that. Yeah, I and I just finished. I just managed to finish the 148th episode of Hunter X Hunter, so I'm done with that now. It's no nice. longer on the top of my queue and Crunchyroll. <laughs> now you can wait for the manga, like all the rest of us. <laughs> Apparently. Well, at least I guess it's over now. God damn, Leo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I went through for that game was it was awful. <laughs> oh, sounds like it. Good. Okay. What about you, Become? Uh, I guess the tiny bit of nonsense I'll talk about was from a couple weeks ago when I was on vacation in Florida. I don't think I talked about this on a podcast yet. I watched all of uh, or played through all of Bandersnatch on Netflix with my family. I don't think I talked. I don't remember if I, I talked about this shit. you told me about it, but I, I don't think you talked about it on here. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. about that. Okay, so yeah, it was really fun because it's like the interactive Black Mirror uh, episode that's on Netflix that like one person has like the controller and the like episode will present to you like two different options at certain points. So it's like a choose your own adventure thing. And so I had like the controller for this Roku uh, while like my whole like extended family was like yelling at me to do like one choice or the other. (laughs) It's just like a great position to be in. Like you have to be the certain kind of person to like enjoy being like in that like pressurized position. I really like it though. Cause like if they can't make a decision, I just get to choose whatever I want and, and then get yelled suffer. at and then laugh at them. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, but there's some really good like twists and weird things that happen in that. And we got one of the endings. There's like five or something total that you can get. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was really fun. I highly recommend trying that out in a group if you have a chance. Uh, it's really good. Hmm. What would you, what'd you say it was called again? Bandersnatch. Hmm. It's good stuff. Okay. I've also been catching up on like Oscar movies, but uh, I will say Black Klansman, uh, the Spike Lee movie is freaking great. I hadn't seen that and that was really good. But other than that, uh, not too much to talk about. Will you get up to any nonsense, cat? Well, I was trying to teach one of my friends how to play um, Tropico 5. Because apparently Tropico 6 is coming out soon. I did not know this. Yep. Holy shit, am I going to buy the fuck out of that game? <laughs> Do you know how many... <laughs> I used to love that game. Anyway, so I was like, this is how you be... How you, you're I mean, a dictator? <laughs> yeah. I didn't, didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm doing yeah, that right. fucking game. Oh, my God. So, so yeah, I was, I was teaching him. I was like, this is how you be a dictator. Like, this is how you order everyone around. This is how you destroy people and their lives. It was, it was a very nice, fun time. Yeah, this is the Doreku of video games, really, <laughs> when you think about it. <laughs> oh, it's man. Amazing game. <clears throat> yep. All right. That sounds like a lot of nonsense. You know what nonsense I got up to? I caught up on all of the time I got reincarnated as a slime. Ooh. All of it. Impressive. Well, not all of it. All of the first 15 episodes. That's not that, that's not too bad. <laughs> I was at like episode four, so I had to watch like 11 episodes. It was not that bad. Not like um, you had a six hour binge watch of Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was watching Hunter x Hunter, I did binge it over like three days or something. It was insane. Jesus. So that was really fun. But Slime. Okay, so here's what I got to say about Slime. All right. I know a lot of people love this show. I kind of love parts of this show. And the part of the show that I love is Rimuru, because he is a great main character. Yeah, he's the um, big favorite. 
He's so good. Um, he's like just like he upends that trend of just like incredibly shitty isekai main characters because <laughs> he's, he's actually kind of like a good dude. Being. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, or decent slime at least. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's pretty funny. Like I like his thought process and stuff. Uh, and yeah, but like he does kind of fall into this pattern where like oh he meets a new like group or society of people and solves a problem for them with his crazy powers and then they acknowledge him as their leader and then it's like rinse and repeat and he just keeps building like his his yep. like power base you know well, which is kind of fun honestly i thought it was um, weird how when he meets like the main love interest girl like what the fuck was that he's like this is the girl i am destined to be with and i'm like what what yeah, is she's this? Here. What the fuck? It was like fortune telling. It, it was a fortune teller. Well, it was like a uh, I was like, a scantily what? clad fortune teller who told him that. Yeah, when he was at the boob bar, that's what they told him. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what the Also, fuck? man, does this guy love boob hats? Oh, like, well, he just loves boob boobs. Hats, like, if, the, if this... <laughs> yeah. I love that scene where he's just surrounded by the girls in the... In the um, the sex the bar the sex bar and they're all just squeezing their tits on him like from all angles <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah you know every guy who watches every guy who watch it was like <laughs> he's living my dream <laughs> <laughs> yeah golden kamui is to dick jokes as slime is to boob hats because there's just like a boob hat every time He's around like like when he when they got those ogres into the party and like yep. that one ogre girl with like the horn in her head just like is his secretary and constantly boob hatting him like every five seconds. It's ridiculous. <laughs> every time she sits down. Um, oh but yeah, like so, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be interesting when like Kat was talking about that love interest Shizu, like when she was introduced, I was like, oh, so this is the character that got teased in the beginning of the very first episode. She's going to have like a huge role in this and like. No. No, like, she's just like they get rid of her so quick. Like it's just like she's there and she's gone. She has like a good little tiny arc, but she's just gone. And yeah. it's weird though because she's in the new OP. So I'm like, is she gonna come back, or are we just gonna see her inside of him? Because basically, ends up eating her. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, he but, eats everything. <laughs> yeah. Like and also okay, uh, this confused me because He's when I stopped watching i like watched that the only the couple first couple episodes and i was under the impression that he he fucking tricked that dragon and was like hey and now i ate you bitch and you're stuck in my stomach forever but like apparently the dragon's still like he's my friend and i'm like what the fuck is happening like yeah. you got eight dude yeah not he, your friend they <laughs> swallowed the dragon because it was like stuck in like some type of seal and that's oh. why he ate the dragon so that his uh, predator ability or whatever would uh, eventually break down that seal and then the dragon could be free because I, they're I friends. I thought that the idea was that he would <laughs> swallow him, take him out of the barrier, and then just like vomit him back up. So when he didn't do it right away, Had I was like, oh, he tricked him. <laughs> no, nah, no, he had to swallow the dragon and the barrier all together. So. Yeah, he told the dragon beforehand, like, this will take some time. Okay. Like, so, okay. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how long, but it'll be a while. I, so I was like, what the fuck is happening? So so are you liking the show or not? Because I'm definitely entertained by it. I'm like somewhat entertained by it. Yeah. Like visually the show's not great. The soundtrack's not great. 
uh, I also had a big issue with the first OP. It ran for like the first 14 episodes of the show and they put Shrimaru in like human form walking around there. And that's like, that could have been a reveal. Like, why did you put that in the OP? It didn't happen to like, I don't know, at least 10 episodes in, uh, that sounds, seems like a very unnecessary to have that there. Maybe it was eight episodes. I don't know. Still, it was like far in. Um, the new OP makes it like clear. The next step is to introduce this like really friggin' flimsily clad demon lolly who <laughs> just wears nothing. Uh, so that'll be interesting, I guess. I don't know, but yeah. Also, I thought it was kind of weird. Like, so every time Rimuru gives somebody like a name, like they level up right so if they're like right. a goblin they level up their ogre they level up but like when the goblins and ogres level up they become like more human well especially the ogres they become more human in appearance he, human is master race become exactly i was like this is a little master racey to me like i thought they would become more like ogreish you know like like you know i didn't really have a problem ogres. with it until the ogres turned out i was like man i like their old designs better <laughs> yeah that's the reason why i was like i really like those ogre designs then they were like just turned them into like hot humans and i was like okay this is weird <laughs> um but yeah i don't know it's like it's okay from week to week but the pace is really slow and it's also not doing anything like super interesting so i just don't know like i'm not like a, entirely against watching it uh but i think there might be better options to whoa, watch so whoa. Yeah. Wait until you see what else is out there. <laughs> Man, Ooh, this season. I, I will just say this season is there are a couple of good shows, but the rest of it, I'm just like, uh, how do I make a top five with this crap? <laughs> how do you make a top five? Oh, shit. We're not even, you're not even a top ten. You're just... Top five, goddamn! <laughs> I gotta, I gotta start small. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a bad season. I don't think it's that bad. Like there, there aren't as yeah. many good shows as normal, but like there are some good ones that I'm. There enjoying. are a couple, yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, the next show is called Dororo, or um, Edward Sword Hands. The fucking best is what it is. Holy <laughs> shit! Uh, Aaron on Amazon Prime. This is based on a Osama Tezuka manga from 1967, which has been adapted a few times before now. But Mappa well, but, like, is adapting can you this. Really one. call it adapted? Because like, I saw that <laughs> shit. That was like a cartoon drawing on a piece of napkin. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there were different standards back then. All right. <laughs> and what um, matters is how amazing this one looks. So. Yeah, yeah, it's from director Kazuhiro Furuhashi, who directed, like, the Gundam Unicorn OVAs, like, the original Hunter Hunter series, not 2011, and, like, Rurouni Kenshin. So, like, very talented, experienced director. Um, yeah, so this anime, man, it's kind of weird. It starts off, it introduces this character named Daigo, Daigo Kagemitsu, who is, like, the daimyo of Ishikawa during the Sengoku Jidai period, like, the Warring States period of Japan. And his people have fallen victim to, like, epidemics and famine. And it's clear he's, like, this power-thirsty, ambitious guy. So he decides to make a deal with these 12 demons. So Because he, he doesn't want to wait on the mercy of Buddha or the other gods anymore. Was it 12? And, uh, I think there's 12, yeah. I, so I think, yeah. I thought there was a lot more. In that, like, one little room? I don't think so. I think there were, like, the 12 main ones. But there's a lot more demons in the show that also... Oh, it could be. I don't know. I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, so he tells them, like, you can have anything of mine that you want as long as I get to, like, rule over the country. And, like, there's some, like, lightning and shit. And so his it's son... It's all very dramatic. It's all very... It's very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> his son is... Or his wife is giving birth. 
and has a baby boy, right? And as soon as the boy comes out, you don't see him yet, but he's like struck by lightning from the demons. And like the like Daigo goes to like look at his son, takes him from his wife, and everybody's kind of like scared for a second. And he looks at the son and just got no skin, no eyes, no nose, no just ears, like no a limbs. Bloody piece of something. Like you don't even, <laughs> yeah. didn't even look like a person. He just looks like a piece of steak that someone like left out and was like, oh, what is that? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's something. <laughs> He's like bleeding all over like the swaddling cloth. It's just like, ew, Ugh. it's disgusting. Yeah. But then Daigo just like starts like laughing like maniacally. Oh, He's I like know. so happy. I, I feel like he just went insane like in that moment. Like that was the moment where he went I, insane. Well, no, no, he was super happy because he knows yeah. his deal with the demons went through. Well, I know exactly. but that that made him crazy because you don't like yeah. look at your newborn son who's like bleeding all over the place like a piece of steak and are like, yes, this is the best <laughs> thing ever. Like you're insane uh, <laughs> at that point. And kudos to the mom who's like, I love this child. Like, I oh, really no. love him. I, I thought she was probably insane, too. I was like, girl, I don't know what they gave you when you started, like, having labor pains or whatever, but you're on something. <laughs> like, That's some postpartum stuff right there. Nobody yeah. looks at a baby bleeding all over the place like that in, like, medieval Japan and is like... I think this will be fine. Like, no, you know it's not going to yeah. be fine. So basically what happened was all these demons <laughs> took different parts of his body, which is why he's yes. a fucking stump. And uh, <laughs> well, what is interesting, though, they had like a, a, a statue in there of like some type of goddess or something like that. Yeah. And its head snapped off. And what you find out later on is that that goddess like sacrificed themselves, which is the only reason... Uh, he was even alive and to begin with to survive any of that. That sounds like a spoiler, Leo. <laughs> no, that's in the first no, episode. It's in the first episode. Oh, wait, is it? Uh, okay, I thought. I guess I read that differently. Okay, well, first of all, he gets taken away, the baby, right? He gets sent down the river like friggin' Moses. No, mm-hmm. I know. I was like, are they trying to borrow or something here? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. He, he also gets noticed by this like blind priest. Uh, but we get to see him more in episode two. Then we get a 16-year time skip. And so uh, we meet this man named Jukai, who is, like, giving... He's putting these, like, prototype prosthetics on this, like, dead guy on the side of the road. And, like, it turns out he does this as a way of, like, mourning them. Or at least that's what the passerby says about it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it becomes clear that, like, that young baby survived, and he uses similar prosthetics as a means of, like, overcoming his curse, basically. Which is, yeah, which is interesting, because in the summary, it says that that guy saved him, but you don't see oh, that sure. in the first epi- first two episodes. You're just like, I think okay. that'll be episode three, because the title has Jukai's name in it. Uh, um, probably. So that makes sense. Yeah, uh, the, this show is just so epic. I don't know. Yeah, the whole time you're watching it, you're just transfixed by everything that's occurring. Yeah, it's got a really great style to it. Um, like, Map is doing a really amazing job with it. It's like, I wish Anglemois had looked like this. Oh, <laughs> yes. I know. That would have been amazing. As interesting as this. Like, yeah. the whole time, you just are saying to yourself, like, what's going to happen? And I, I kept doing that thing while I was watching this, or I turned to the person I was watching it with and go, what's going to happen? What do you think? And they're like, I don't fucking know, cat. We'll see together. (laughs) (laughs) 
So the other big main character is this little boy named Dororo, who is like a little like street scamp. He's like trying, he's like stolen some goods from other people to like sell and they catch up, catch on to him and they try to like beat the shit out of him. And they do. They like, like kick the, kick this little kid's ass. Um, but yeah, he's saved basically, um, by, I guess we find out later his name is Hakimaru, who is the boy, like the boy grown up. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like so, they kind of like start like hanging out together. Well, um, he—that's the the guy he fights that giant trash monster on that bridge. Oh, yeah. and that was so good, that jumping was around epic. everywhere. Oh, it was amazing. God. And the it little looked boy's so good. like, "What? What's he doing?" Hmm. And that's so epic. He's pulling his hands off with his teeth, and they're just fucking swords there and shit. It's wonderful. oh yeah, it's awesome. The boy it's like bonkers. rolls with it, like Dororo just rolls with it though. It's kind of cool. Mm. Uh, he's just like kind of like intrigued by this guy, and he's like, "Are you even human?" And so yeah, when when Hyakimaru defeats that like garbage monster, I I read it as like that was like one of the demons because when he defeats him, like yeah. the temple back his, home his snaps, back, yeah, he and he gets his skin, skin back, back. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so, like, the episode two is about, like, uh, uh, another demon woman named Bandai, who's, like, this monster in this village. I, I who, laughed yeah. when they were, their name was Bandai. <laughs> Bandai Miyoko. <laughs> like, no. like, they're trying to say that the whole company is a demon in disguise. The devil. <laughs> Makes sense. Just feeding off of the villagers who are their customers. Yes. Um, yeah, these, like, villagers were, like feeding her people basically to keep her happy and to like make money off of like the, the coins that they would drop. And so they figured this out and it turns out like basically uh Hyakimaru, the way he can see is he can see like this. He doesn't even have like real eyes, but he can like see the souls of other people and they, he see views, visualizes them as like a flame. And if the flame is pure white, that means they're good. If it's like a blood colored, that means they're very bad. And so that's what this woman Bandai is. And so it turns out she's like a weird, like snake demon and he ends up taking her down as well. And like it, like when he gains something back from her this time, it seemed like it was like some sort of like, bodily structure or muscle tissue or something like it was underneath his skin so i don't know vascular system something like that so (laughs) yeah he's slowly gonna like gain back all of his bodily stuff lolly platelets back (laughs) (laughs) the platelets are in there they're like we gotta fix all this shit oh man it's good so yeah i'm really Mm. liking the show a lot it's it's really cool i really like the op I uh, adore this. Good. The OP oh my God, is the, very popular. Like, the party's over, but I don't want to start the day. So, yeah, that's a pretty good song. Oh, yeah. Like, have it stuck the in my head. Over. Over. Yeah, it's really good. Is it better than the Kimi no Se or whatever you fucking oh, say? Oh, it has to be better than that. <laughs> Holy shit. That's in the past, Leo. We don't, don't speak don't of it bring anymore. That up. Oh, my God. Do you realize what you've done? Do you realize what you've done? <laughs> no, I was. Yeah, perfectly. I chose my words on purpose. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's move on. The next show, Mob Psycho 102. Ooh. Uh, you know if you're watching this or not already. That's all I got to say. Yeah, pretty much. Like you've probably seen Mob Psycho 100. If you know not, go watch it. it. It's a great show. Yep. Um, obviously from the same creator of the manga of One Punch Man. Uh, and the director of this season, Yuzuru Tachikawa, also directed season one and Death Parade. And also noteworthy, there's music by uh, Kenji Kawai, who also did the music for first season, but also, you know, Ghost in the Shell, Pat Labor, Barakamon, great so composer. basically they just brought everybody back. <laughs> yeah, Bones brought the whole fucking team back. And 
man, it really shows. Cause like if I even feel like they've learned some things from first season and it's like at like a higher level of quality now. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty damn good. I I, especially that. in episode two, like it, that shows specifically how good it can do action scenes. It was insane. But going so what back, did you, what did you like about that action scene in uh, episode two? If I, you remember. <laughs> Just the way it looked, uh, they have it has its own very unique style, which mm-hmm. is pretty obvious when you look at it. Uh, and it just it just looks really good and nice. But going back to the episode one, I was kind of surprised by the love story. Like, oh yeah, I didn't remember it doing storytelling that well the first season. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> no, yeah, this is like one of the best things. Like the episode starts out like normal enough, right? It's like Mob and Reagan. They're yeah. on a farm, you know, and they're like exercising a demon who's causing like the local farmer's crops not to grow, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Reagan, they, they exercise it. The farmer can't pay. Reagan gives Mob some like broccoli seeds. He's like, thank you. It's like a little tiny packet that oh, fits in his like coat pocket. And that's all he gets. It's He's ridiculous. like, I'm getting paid in kind now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like uh, that girl, Ichi Mazato, who's like the news club girl, is trying mm-hmm. to get the like remaining members of that LOL cult to believe that Mob will be their founder, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> but she needs Mob to grow as a person, right? Because, yeah. like, no one would follow him as he is. Yeah, this show is, like, doing this great job of, like, reintroducing all the characters. And mm. you even get, like, really good examples of, like, their personality types. Like, they, they just nailed this first episode so well, mm-hmm. I yeah. thought. Like, yeah, it's so good because, like, so he goes back and she's like, you need to run for student council president because then, like, your crush, Subomi, might actually, like, think of oh, you as, like, a so person. she's so good at manipulating him. I was so <laughs> vain. Well, Bob is very easily to manipulate. Yeah. But, but still, like, she is good at it. And so, like, he goes to try to give his, like, student council speech and he completely freezes up, can't get a word out, just... Oh, unbelievably embarrassing. I felt this. I cringed real hard because I've had trouble with public speaking in the past, like in middle school and high school. And like, oh, like, you know, those nightmares that you get that like or like just like you not even nightmares. You're just like sitting awake at night and you just think of like, oh, that time in seventh grade where my hands were trembling when I gave a speech and somebody told me about it afterwards and my life was over. You know, I've (laughs) never I've never had stage fright. It's never really bothered me. Uh, I was actually the. I had the lead role in the school play when I was in fifth grade. Huh. Oh, that's awesome. So like, yeah, I've never been really bothered by it. Every once in a while, I, can, I feel slightly nervous, but as soon as I like start speaking and I'm done with it. Well, good so, for you, Leo. Yay. I've I know. I just like, I just oh. want you guys to know how superior I am to my fellow human beings. Oh. <laughs> for me, it gets better with like repetition. Like, I am sure. not nearly as scared now as I was back in like middle school or something, but it took a lot of practice and repetition to get to a point where I'm like, okay, I can be under control when I'm doing stuff like this. See, the trick is just not caring what other people think. <laughs> That's a good trick. I wish I could have done that in middle school. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, after he like bombs this speech, this girl named Emmy just comes up to him, like asks him like, to or gives him a note in his locker, I guess, asking to meet him like after school, like a obvious like love note, like a confession yeah. type note. And she like confesses to him. She's like, I, I thought your speech was like really brave and I want to like go out with you. And he's like <laughs> And then so like they end up like going out. He doesn't like really accept, but like they go out anyway. Um 
And he starts like learning about her. Like she starts hanging out with him. She's been writing this novel, um, which he thinks is really cool. And it turns out though that like, so they're oh, like, yeah, yeah like so a week sad. goes by, right? And, then she's and like, like, I just was, I was hanging, <laughs> I was only dating you because I was told to do it because like I lost a bet. And yeah, she got like dared or something and, like that. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh God, don't, oh. Yeah, but what's interesting is like he praised her novel yeah but then when her friends show up they're like oh this piece of garbage and they like tear it up and throw it away and then doesn't mob like give them a piece of his mind Pretty yeah much. well he's she's basically like oh yeah of course i'm not taking it that seriously she tries to like play it off like right. it doesn't hurt her and then he comes up and like they've torn up the pieces of the novel and it's laying on the ground and he starts picking them up and he's, he's like telling them like i've chosen to like care about my feelings more and like you have to pick up the That's things that really matter good. to you. it was and really good it's really good. And then she she comes over and she starts picking it up and she tells her friends, like, fuck off, basically, go home. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, like, it was really nice. And, like, Mob has, like, a new friend now. I was like, man, that was such a good introduction back to this show. Um, yeah. And, yeah, like, Leo was talking about in episode two. They had this amazingly animated, like, thing. Like, oh, I was saying I wish they'd... Uh, animated angle more like Dororo. I wish they had animated Ito Junji collection like this episode. Cause like that Ringu woman was like the, the dragger. Running, oh, the running man. grandma. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> or like, remember in the woods or whatever, like the model was like running through the woods and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like thinking of that too. Cause they were like in the woods and they're like being followed. And yeah. I don't know. It's just, it was all like very unsettling. Um, and yeah, this like woman like battles this new psychic dude named Bancho Maru Shinra, who is like clearly going to be kind of like a competitor with Reagan, which I kind of really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's this like red raincoat guy who is just like a flasher who's trying to flash little girls. <laughs> oh, no, and they just keep seeing his butt. Like the whole thing. He's just like, do you want another shot of his butt? No? Well, here we are, giving you one anyway. It's like, <laughs> I didn't want to yeah. see it. <laughs> so, yeah, they just keep introducing these, like, weird, interesting characters, and I just can't get enough of it, because it's all animated so well, and Mob is such a likable character, and so is Reagan, honestly. Dude, I was laughing so hard at the running grandma, which is how that episode ends, oh, right? Oh, and it's like, and yeah, this yeah. is the first time that Mob was scarred by one of these urban legends. <laughs> it's so bizarre. That's the thing about... Like mom's like, oh, it's just so bizarre. Like you just don't, you just love to laugh. I don't know. It's good. It doesn't take itself Absolutely. too seriously, and that's what makes it a good show. It's like it's entertaining. It's got a good storyline that has good, like I think characters. underlying characters and like themes to it. But it doesn't take itself too seriously. You know, yeah. it, know it knows it's there for the laughs too. So you know, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to the next show. So I can't believe I watched this. <laughs> Did you finish? Uh, well, so the show is Kimono Friends season two. Did you ever finish the first season? No, I'm, I'm seen a minute of the first season. I watched like six episodes of the first season. I never didn't quite finish it. I'll, I'll probably go back and check it out. Bless you, cat. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, like this is weird one because the first season was very successful despite being like a kid's show because it had this weird like strange element to it like this weird backstory that it's like this post-apocalyptic zoo where this human is hanging around with these like kimono friends animal people 
Um, and it's very mysterious. And you can understand why, because it's from this director named Tatsuki, who is also making a show this season called Kamuri Kusa. Um, but he's not making season two. And the reason why is there was this weird copyright dispute with like the company Katakawa Shoten who fired him because he was basically making smaller mini episodes of the series. Like this entire thing is like his brainchild. He's the he's like the one of the main reasons it's even popular in the first place. Like hmm. why it would even have a season two. But Katakawa like fired him because they thought he was like overreaching his bounds. And then they also had this weird thing where they made the voice actors of the show like apologize publicly on behalf of the company for all of the like. I don't know, controversy, which felt like a weird move to make Man, them apologize. Japan does dumb stuff like that, especially like with like <laughs> yeah. idols and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What the hell? And so, yeah, now it's at a new studio. I think it's a new studio anyway. Yeah, Tomasan. And the director is Ryuichi Kimura, who has made the show like Aikatsu. Um, and so it's it's like, I don't know, like despite all of that change. It feels like pretty similar to the first season to me. Like they've changed up the character designs a little bit. They're maybe a little bit stiffer. They they but they're kind of like cutesier at the same way. Like I don't know. They kind of remind me of like the Pokemon Sun and Moon designs. If I'm going to be honest, um, and it's basically the same the first season over again, except with a different human girl that is like replacing Kaban from last season. This girl's name, the Serval, who is returning character, uh, calls this girl Kyururu because her stomach makes a Kyururu sound when she's really hungry. Oh, will you uh, do that again, Become? What, what was that no. noise? Kyururu! <laughs> <laughs> I can do it every time. Perfect. I'm oh. a we should make that a drop of some good. <laughs> oh so, yeah, like, I don't know. It's the same dynamic. It's like human girl f- wanders into Japari Park Zoo or whatever, finds animal friends, and they, like, help her try to figure out what the heck's going on and where she belongs. Um, so it's, like, basically the same thing. I was kind of annoyed because they got rid of, in the middle of the old episodes, they had these, like, <laughs> these really lowly, low-quality produced things where, like, an actual like zoo worker or like a zoologist or someone would like talk about the animals that are being introduced in the episode and like just give you like cool facts about them. But they took that out because they're like, oh, screw education. We don't need that anymore. <laughs> um, too boring. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so I was kind of annoyed that they removed that because I thought it like added to the show. But yeah, it's just it's not anything essential to watch it's just I will like say when yeah. i watched it this is clearly meant for like a six-year-old niece <laughs> yeah. or something like i was uh yeah i'm like this is not for me <laughs> yeah it doesn't have that same sense of mystery maybe as much as the first <laughs> season did but if you already watched the first season like i wouldn't say like just boycott this on like principle well, or anything like give it a shot too right like a lot of people want you to boycott it yeah i mean I feel like instead of boycotting it, just watch Tatsuki's new show, Kamuri Kusa, and then also Don't, watch though, this. Because it's terrible. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, good. though. It's fucking great. No, it's I like not. It. We're going to we'll fight get about into. this later. <laughs> Let's talk about a terrible show, though, because mm. we can do that next. Dude, this just needs to be a hentai. That's all I got to say about this <laughs> oh, next God. one. Pastel <sighs> memories. Well, it's from the people who did Is the Order a Rabbit. Are you really surprised? 
Well, it's not even from those people, I don't think. It's from the people who did uh, Lolly Shogi or Ryo no Oshigoto oh, and Angel Three Piece. Oh, okay. God, Angel oh, Three Piece. Angel Three. Okay, I thought, I thought you said it's from the same creators. You said it's no. a rip off. No, of it's it. just like rips off as the Order of Rabbit. Like, well, it's weird. So, it's also from a first time director named Yasuyuki Shinazaki. Uh, Studio Project 9. It's based on an RPG smartphone game. So we're off to a roaring start. Um, <laughs> you, whenever it says based on a smartphone game, don't walk. Run. <laughs> run in the opposite direction. That's what I, I've learned. <laughs> I disagree. Rage of Bahamut is from a smartphone game. That's like game. an exception. Okay, there is, for every rule, there has to be an exception to make it a rule. I for Generally, yeah. It's probably a better idea to run, but... Uh, I I made some interesting observation as I was watching this first episode. Oh, tell uh, me. The first one is the uniforms are uni- very uniquely ta- tailored to cinch their waist so that their boobs stand out way more. Oh, and it's uh, like every single one of them. And there's like 15 of main characters somehow that work at this cafe. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't get any business. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're jiggling everywhere. Uh, the second observation is that these characters designs, they're just really basic and straightforward yeah. like this is like the generic designs like from a game which it, obviously this is from but there's one girl who is straight up hanakawa from monogatari <laughs> yeah she is straight <laughs> up i don't there's nothing different about her uh, it's really funny <laughs> there was another really weird offer a third observation i made is that there are three twin tails in this show and two twin braids. I'm just like, whoa, you guys got to slow down with all this. That's just, that's way too many twin stuff going on I, I maintain here. my stance. The only place that twin tails belong is in a porn. <laughs> I said it should be a hentai. <laughs> kind of should be. I mean, if you look at the just the ED of this show, it almost is. Yeah, it's a the, beach episode. The ED is a beach episode. Let's let's not sell it short. It is like all of the girls in the show wearing like either just Brazilian thongs or just like really highly pulled up like bikini bottoms, just f- with huge butts, just <laughs> bouncing their butts back and forth all over the place. Very nice. It is like a fucking Cisco video. Like from <laughs> like. It is ridiculous. It is like like back that ass up in anime form. (laughs) Uh, God damn. So, yeah, like the, I guess the plot of the show, why why we even talk about it. What there is of it. Is that these girls all work at this like maid cafe in Akihabara, but anime is disappearing and otaku are disappearing Uh, and they need to preserve anime (laughs) for future generations. Uh, Um. And they blatantly rip off, like, their cafe is, like, the one from Is the Order a Rabbit, basically. Uh, and, like, the manga they're trying to find in the first couple episodes is in the first volume of Is the Order a Rabbit. And it's like, why? <laughs> why? It's like an homage, I guess, but it's also just, like, straight ripping off this other anime. Like, in the episode two, when they actually go into the world of Is the Order a Rabbit, because that's, like, the thing that they do. They go to the world of the anime somehow, and then they defeat this, like, weird virus, and then they save it, and they come back. You know what? At, is at this point, that was like, you know what? This is, like, somebody's fanfic, The Girl <laughs> in the Twilight, but they wanted it to be super etchy. 
This is like seriously what I th- I think was going on or something. <laughs> yeah, and like anime themes instead of like having an actual plot <laughs> or yeah. something. Yeah. Also, I was kind of like annoyed at how bad the character designs and the girl um is is the order of rabbit like world looked. Like when you when you see like the tippy uh, like rabbit hat in that world, it looks so bad and like so does so do all the girls and like the one thing Gochius has got going for it is got amazing character designs. Like they're very cute girls, but not here. It just like they look horrible. Oh. Uh, and yeah, the third episode looks like it's like, going to be about the Rosie Maidens. So it's like an obvious reference to Rosen Maiden, I assume. Are you going to watch uh, it? Let me know. No, I'm just done with the series. Like, just, <laughs> why would I keep watching this? We should this? all be done with this. Indeed. For the boob jiggle. <laughs> but something we should probably not be done with. No. Ooh. On Tuesdays, run with the wind. Yes! I'm, I'm done with this. Oh, well, no, you're not, because it's coming back, Leo. You're going to be forced to watch it. It's going to be amazing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, I enjoyed the new OP for this quite a bit. It was just like the guys running, but I really liked the new ED song a lot. Uh, it's a really nice vocal from Tai Chi Mukai, who also sang the first ED. I thought it sounded really good. I like the opening. I'm, I didn't really pay attention that much to the new ED. Oh, I really like it. Um, so yeah, episode 12 starts off with like another race where Yuki and Shindo got their official times, but several of the guys still haven't. They're getting closer, though. Uh, and it turns out that like creepy older guy who was watching Kakaru, if you remember way back when, at the end of last arc, was like a reporter named Shuji Mochizuki, who seems to recognize Kakaru from high school. And he gives Haiji his card and asks for like a future interview about them, basically. Um, so they go to this training camp in the mountains where they can do some like long distance running around a lake. Um, and like it's clear that like Kakaru is like really changed a lot at this point. Like he's a lot more invested in his teammates. He's like really embracing his love of running again. Uh, but like unfortunately, that feeling gets upset when his old teammate Kosuke. Just, like, his team is apparently at the same fucking lake, uh, and they're, like, interrupting the guy's practice to be douchebags. Uh, and so after, like, some asshole remarks, Kakaru finally, like, almost go- gives in and goes to punch Kosuke. Um, but, like, that's, like, the- a cliffhanger in episode- the next episode. Uh, Haiji stops him from punching him. And then Kosuke goes into this rant about how Kakaru, like, doesn't see his teammates uh, which we know has changed because he's started to like pay attention to them. Well, but like, he did, does I care don't about think them. that he ever didn't see because like our, we're gonna go into the flashback, right? True. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Oh, fi- yeah. We're definitely going into it. Yeah. Yeah. You find out like in this flashback that they go into after he goes on the rant about how he doesn't see his teammates that like he basically went nuts at his last school where he w- had the track team and like he fucking punched his coach in the face because. There was another teammate who got injured and he was there on a scholarship and he's like, please coach, like I can run next season. I just can't run this season. And like, I need this scholarship. And he was being a total dick bag to the student. And Kakaru was like, I can't take it. I can't take it. And he like punched the coach in the face. And like, this Mm -hmm. is after the whole team, including the guy who was getting picked on by the coach, who, by the way, the coach treated Kakaru really fucking well. Like, the whole team was treating him like shit. And, like, he still cared more about his team than he did that coach. And so, like, that was never true. It's just that he had a weird hang-up about it because they were all treating him like shit, basically. Yeah, and then, like, back in real time, Kakaru is telling Haiji, like, 
he's he's worried about this again because he's like, I can't control my emotions and I don't want to hurt this team any more than I already have. And Haiji stops him and is like, hey, just tell everybody. Like, just tell everybody what's on your mind. We're all here for you. We'll listen. And, and then they all have a circle jerk in the morning. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and after oh, they're done God. cleaning up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just had some interesting images in my head. Well, at this point, you know which which characters are shipping with who. It's it's really fun to see. <laughs> the ships, like, start to so Ka- Kakaru, he like yeah, he tells his teammates about how he hated his high school track team, how he broke his coach's nose, he lost his college recommendation because of it, and he quit. And as a result of all his actions, his teammates like weren't allowed to compete in track meets that summer. So like he ruined like three years of effort for guys I, like Kosuke. How was, how yeah. was that? That should be something between him and the coach. It shouldn't have affected the rest of the team. Yeah, and honestly, it was the whole coach's fault in the first place. Like, I found it incredibly ridiculous that, like, the coach caused all this strife within the team, but then, like, they all blame it on him. It it doesn't make sense to me. It's something that could happen, though. It's like a passing comment, but it's like the school wanted to cover up like, they didn't want the bad publicity of this coming out, so they just canceled the running season as if that wouldn't cause, yeah, like, the publicity well, to come out. You're yeah. like, uh, why did you, yeah, just, seriously, why did you cancel the entire running season? What's going on here? Yeah, I don't see how that solved it either, but. Um, <clears throat> so as it becomes clear, Kakuru is about to say, like, I want to quit the team before I ruin everything. Everybody stands up and tells him, like, hey, that's all, that's all you're worried about? That's fine. Like we know who you are, and we all really like you, despite who you are. And we want to want to run with you. And like this is like a huge freaking weight off of his shoulders. Kakaru thanks Haiji for believing in him, and like tells him like, you know what? I really want to run in the Hakone Ekiden. I want to be serious with this team. And then like everybody turns around and is like, we were already serious, you butthead. <laughs> like why are you now just serious? But like it's a big moment for him. And there's like this gust of wind as Kakaru and all the whole team are like smiling back at him. Um, or Haiji and the whole team are smiling back at Kakaru. And it accompanies this like big swell of music. And I got really pumped. And that's when I realized, Kat, we're going to make Leo watch the rest of this show. And it's we are. so good. I was like, oh. yes. You know, the, the flashback <laughs> is what sealed it for me. I was like, oh, I'm going to keep watching it now. And, and Leo in the background, like, fuck. No. The real reason, the real reason though, is like, I feel like we're right on the cusp of where this show is just going to really take off and get really exciting. And also, like, they've built all these characters up now to a point where, like, I do care about several of them like pretty like very much and seeing them grow and seeing them succeed and even Kakaru who like I have had trouble liking up to this point like I think now that he's finally gotten past like this trauma and like I fully understand where he was coming from and also what kind of person he is and what he was struggling with I'm like really interested they got past his past because it was like all drama and stuff so like if the drama drops off I'll like this show a little bit better but yeah, I just like yeah. hard eye roll that, that this whole episode, man. <laughs> I feel there's like just going to be less drama at this point now. Like, I think it's going to be more focused on like actual logistics of like running, getting the times, and like becoming a team and running the Hakone. And like, I really want to see that. Like, I think it's going to be good. I think so, it I don't will know. Be. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how well, the vote goes, but I, I'm yeah, we'll uh, rate that all right. I think we uh, already know that you're going to be watching it, Leo. Mm hmm. <laughs> 
And well, you're, if you're not watching be, this, Leo. You're definitely going to be watching the next anime, which is anime what, Kat, of the century, probably. You're going to be watching uh, Kimiuri Kusa or whatever you say. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't do that. That's just that's just. Calm and I both you like it, so it's probably going to get in there. Picks than that bullshit show. This have season. you not watched the rest of this season? <laughs> There's uh, not much I have. out there. <laughs> You can, we could be watching that cat show. That would be better than that Kimi whatever the fuck show. What, my roommate is a cat. See, Beacom yes. and I both didn't like that show either. We're just oh, kind of like, eh. we'll get to it though. We will talk about it. So the next episode of the next show we have to talk about though is just, man, it's so spectacular. Like, I don't even know. Oh, I feel like an angel this flew one. down to me oh, watching no, this show. This really. fucking show. Okay. We need to talk about what the fuck is happening to Japan. Why? Okay, so it's like it's like Japan had a meeting and they were yep. like we can't do the child molester thing anymore. They've caught on. They know it's bad. We have to do something else. But all of the mangaka in the room were like, but we like the child molester thing. It's so popular. We're all pedophiles, so <laughs> like, we need well, to keep doing this. We need to figure out a way that we can keep doing it and make it still socially acceptable. And they all thought about it for a while. And they were like, you know what? What if we make the creepy pedophile a woman, an older woman? <laughs> That's not scary. And they're like, yeah. And that's what they fucking did. Because this is like the third season where they have one of these goddamn shows. Last season, it was the one with the eye patch. You remember. Who's a maid? Who's a maid? Yeah, this, yep. this season is this fucking show where she basically literally lures this child with candy to come to her house so she can undress her and put her in sexy outfits. <laughs> that is the show. While she drools and breathes heavily like a creeper. But Kat, it's super cute. Oh, God. <laughs> this show. This show is what's wrong with fucking Japan. Japan uh, is sick. It needs help. This is what he showed you people that you want to turn off oh, of anime. Yeah, like if you want to make sure that someone never likes anime and never wants to watch another one in their life... Put them down and be like, this is what anime is. And just have this be their first anime. They'll never well, want to touch it again. Yeah. What's sad is the director did some episodes of Soccer Quest. And I yeah, loved that show. He was show. an episode, uh, episode director on Shirobako as well. Yeah. Um, well, he's I mean, first. Some, this is his first time directing a full show. Daisuke Hiramaki. There's some, oh. there's some studios and stuff like that where they, they know when they've got to like get down in the mud to, to keep things going. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> they have their Don't, lean uh, years and their fat years and they, they let it go. Like, isn't there one uh, studio that's pretty old that they've done a lot of like old classics? Like, I think they even did part of Legend of the Galactic Heroes. And then they they now do like porn anime. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happens. Like, you <laughs> like, have to keep the doors open exactly. somehow. <laughs> But like Doga Kobo, I don't feel like they they fit that because like they they've made some good anime like and they have talented animators. I think they just want to work on this. Like uh, I don't know. Like it's it's interesting. Like oh. I'm torn because like Doga Kobo is really good at animating like cute stuff, but then also you have this just like incredibly toxic shit that it's like if you can't turn your brain off to what is actually happening in the show, like there it's hard to. I was Watch. so outraged. You can't yeah. turn your brain off. You it's can't. Bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. You know what else is bad? 
<laughs> the next show. Oh yeah, I'll talk about this for like three seconds. So, Real Girl season two. Oh, I I can't believe I'm saying those words out loud. Just season two. I can't believe it. Um, airing on High Dive. Uh, I I did not finish Real Girl season one. I watched like two episodes, I think, and I was just like, this is horrible. Uh, I dropped in on a, a group watch of episode three of season two, so I'll give you an update on that. Uh, I was surprised to see <laughs> the guy with the cat ears apparently went through some character development, and he no longer wears the stupid cat ears to school. And I was like, wow, this guy's really made some progress. Like He's had a character arc. He's almost watchable now. Uh, uh, he, he even has like some romantic prospects with this uh, shy like glasses girl. Uh, but that's all I know. Uh, otherwise there was some like weird dramatic stuff in that episode. Uh, I still don't recommend watching this show. <laughs> it's not very good. Yeah. I think I've like intentionally blacked out the episode that I watched of the first season. Cause whenever I think of it, all I think is of like his angry thoughts and like, like pulsing, like heartbeats. That's all I can remember. Oh, uh, so I must've like indeed. almost died or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was one of the best romances of last year, and we just we just missed it. We just we just totally missed yeah. it. Uh, I'm I doubt calling it, bullshit on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we uh, let's take a short break uh, and hear from some. Oh my god, I just blanked some out. people that don't have our voices. <laughs> some other voices, okay, bitches. Listen to them and come back. Sounds like a plan. Okay. <laughs> and here's another tasty morsel from the Trash Pandas Watch Anime Podcast. Some, some fan service. Yeah. Fans I mean, it worked pretty well in Dragon Ball. Do you remember those scenes with Bulma? Bulma was running around in a bunny outfit for the longest time. I know. Akira Toriyama. <laughs> we can get the Dragon Balls, and then we can make our wish. Bulma's panties. <laughs> did Oolong wish for Bulma's panties, or did you just wish for a pair of panties? I think it was just a pair of panties. I'm sure it's different in the Japanese than it is in the English dub. But, yeah, he just wished for panties. They're probably used. As always, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at Trash Panda Anime. You can find us on our website, tpwapodcast.com. You can also find us on assorted sites like SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Hey. Hey. Do you like wrestling? Whether it be in a bar, an arena, some weird place in Asia, or in a stadium. Or the occasional penis plex. Well, if any of these things might tickle your fancy, anywhere in between from penises to wrestling, you can come and check out our podcast. Our podcast name is Smack It Down. We talk all things WWE, New Japan, anything else in between. I'm Jay Silver. I'm Corey Gold. And we look forward to you joining us. Happy Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day, indeed. And we are back with the second half of the first half of the Winter 2019 Impressions. (laughs) Just confuse me. Just try to confuse me. (laughs) Just make it as complicated as possible, B-Dub. Go ahead. Why not? Great intro. I know, guys. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, So, the first show we'll talk about now on Wednesdays... It's this little Shonen Jump show called The Promised Neverland, which is airing on Crunchyroll. Uh, you notice Yaku how Sokuma smug Neverland. these kids look in the OP? 
Well, it's it, because like, their mouths are like three feet higher than they should be on their fucking face. <laughs> but like, they also like, do look really smug. Oh my god, the OP Leo. Fire. <laughs> when that guy says fire in the background, I oh, laugh yeah, every time I die. It's so hype. I, I don't know. I really like it. It's really dumb, but also really hype at the same time. I was and these kids it. are like parkouring around the place. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. Okay, so I had the unfortunate... A way of okay. So recently, I watched a show. I think it's on. Is it on Hulu? It's like about these kids who they get tested, and like the ones that are the most like that aren't smart die, and it's all like Ooh. part of some experiment. You you remember this show? They just came out the second movie. I haven't. I don't have Hulu, so I don't know if I've seen it or not. Yeah, but like that might be about. like the Maze Runner or something. Or, or it's like, like it's like set in modern day. But I don't know. All I remember is these dumb tablets that they take these tests on, and they'd be like flashing and. Everyone would be really. Oh, is it like Divergent? Maybe. Yeah, it might. I don't know, but yeah, it it reminds me of this anime. It's one of these stupid (laughs) series where you're like, but they wouldn't really kill like small grade school children because they couldn't do like two plus four. Like, not really. (laughs) Like that would fly. But but um, what if they did? And what if they didn't just kill them? They ate them. <laughs> exactly. And then they made it an anime. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically. And, and the tablets they take the tests on are eerily similar. And it was freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like... <laughs> so, <laughs> this show is from Studio Cloverworks, who made everybody's favorite part of Darlene and the Franks at the end. Uh, oh god! I just, I'm gonna, every time Cloverworks ever does another anime, that's how I'm going to introduce them. You are so petty. Beacon never lets anything go. He's like one of those people. Like you'll have done something to him like four years ago, and he'll make sure to bring it up again. Like he'll make sure to let you know. <laughs> he remembers absolutely. So it's from director uh, Mamoru Kanbe, also, who directed such famous shows as Elfin Lead, uh, Sound of the Sky, Sornawoto, and The Perfect Insider, which I actually kind of liked. It's not that great of a show, but I kind of liked it. Um, Yeah, so it's this weird world where these kids with mouths way too high on their face uh, (laughs) live in this orphanage, quote unquote. Uh, and they all have these mysterious, like, numbers stamped on their necks. Ooh. And, Sorry. And, <laughs> and there's, like, a main three of them. There's a girl named Emma, who it took me a really long time to realize she was a girl because she looks like a boy. I Same here. I, was, I thought it was a boy at first. And then I'm like, oh, this is a girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's two other guys. There's one with white hair named Norman and this emo-looking guy this Sasuke character, as Kat would say, named Ray. Um, you mean Sasuke character? God <laughs> yeah. damn it, Becom. At least get the guy's name right. <laughs> I, wait, it's not Sasuke. It's just Sasuke? Yeah, I, I don't it's just know. Sasuke. Sasuke. What the hell? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't so even sorry. tell if you're fucking with me. I feel like you are. <laughs> Who doesn't know how to say Sasuke? They only, love scream, it in the, they only scream it in the anime like 50 million times. Sasuke! Oh, God. God damn it. <laughs> so, they live in this orphanage together, and they're, like, they have this, like, there's all these, there's a bunch of kids, and then there's this, like, one mother 
who like looks after them and she's this very like unsettling woman with like tied back hair and she's very prim and proper and she's gets she gets these like yandere eyes when they ask weird questions and mm-hmm. like so they start exploring around the grounds of this orphanage which are not very big there's not a lot of places to like hide and run um and they get to like this gate and they kind of like find themselves in a place they really shouldn't be and when they're there they basically come across these like fucking aliens who are eating or they're planning to eat at least. No, they're eating like Connie, who is like one of the kids from the orphanage. And they're obviously all horrified because like this, I think is the, bad. the suspense during that scene was done really, really well. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> it's pretty good. great. It's a pretty they, good like, twist. Think they see like hear something and you're like, Oh fuck. And yeah. It's yeah. Good. And so the kids put a get together like a bunch of things they'd heard. Like basically they've been referred to like Emma Ray and Norman as like the high quality goods of this orphanage because they're like intelligent. And also they have like some abilities that the other kids don't have. Like Emma is really athletic. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, I think Norman is like a really good like strategist and Ray. The is, other like, two are just know. really fucking smart. <laughs> they're very smart. Yeah. Um, which, which was kind of hard to believe. Cause like <laughs> yeah. the situations that they're go- probably going to be put into and stuff and just like, mm, we've gotten them a little bit older maybe, but yeah. Then like, whatever. what is it? Is the age like 12? I think 12 or, is the max age. Yeah. Uh, sounds like Wasatin and angel flew down to me would love this fucking setup. <laughs> <laughs> so basically uh. the orphanage is a fucking farm and they're the yeah. cattle. Which They're makes like the me, cattle. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. So the whole outside world is run by monsters. So like yeah. these kids have to be coming from somewhere. So like I wonder if they have like breeding farms with adults. Yeah, they were kind of like talking about that in like episode two, maybe. They were like, where do we come from? We must have all come from somewhere. And I, I got this like image in my head of like the Matrix is like human harvesting fields yeah, or see, whatever. I went, like the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, so basically Emma decides with Norma and Norman and Ray, like we need to, we have basically a month probably before the next child is harvested based on their age, which will uh, be and, them. Yeah. I think, yeah, no, I or maybe so. somebody else. Yeah. Or it no, might be it hasn't one like of the circled others. as like, they're going to pluck them soon. Right. So yeah, they're yeah, meat right now. Mm. Yeah. Ready to be harvested. <laughs> and so they need to figure out a way to escape before that happens. And also they like Emma specifically wants to bring like everyone with them. Like, well, doesn't, don't Ray's they like, agree like, I don't that care, they're going to do it too? They're like, we're going to do it together. I'm like, you guys are dumb. Yeah. There's no way you're going to save all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really interesting. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I It's a really good slow burn mystery so far. Um, and it's only like 12 I, episodes though. That's weird. It is. I yeah. wonder if they're actually going to be able to do it. I feel like they could do it if they had maybe 24 or 36, because based on like the amount of uh, manga that is out, which I think is like 119 chapters or something. I don't know. It's not that many chapters, actually. So uh, let's see here. Uh, I could be published August 1st, 2016 to question mark. So it's still ongoing. Yeah. So it's still ongoing for now. I just don't know how many. Yeah. It doesn't fucking mouths not tell me volumes or chapters or anything. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm interested to see where this mystery goes, because, like, there's a lot of interesting ways that they could go with it, uh, and I love seeing kids die. It's the best. 
Uh, oh, and so- you know you're going to see a bunch of kids die. And they're all going to have that haunted look on their face when well, they die. Well, I mean, the first one they killed was the cute little kind of not there girl who yeah, has the Connie. teddy bear and she's dead. Oh, yeah. She's dead, dead. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, also, I, I guess I just want to shout out, like, the cinematography of this show. Like, it, and like Leo was talking about with building the suspense, they do all these interesting shots, like through mm-hmm. bushes and like Dutch angles and like all these just like things like Did down you just staircases. Say Dutch angles? Dutch what the angles, fuck is like, that? So a Dutch angle is like a tilted camera angle. So instead of having Dutch just like a perfectly angle. flat level with the ground camera, you tilt it at an angle and have like typically have like the person in the foreground and like the front right or left of the frame. Like at the tilted up angle. So basically, how all the characters in Monogatari see the world. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. That was much more helpful. Thank you. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, V comes to explain it, everything. I'm and I'm like, like you know how the characters from Monogatari see the world? Cat's like, I got it. Yeah, like, I know immediately. When you were saying that, I just was imagining like a very fat European man with a tilted hat. <laughs> So, those are Dutch. Those are Dutch cankles, not Dutch angles. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, like like you said, going back to the truck scene, they really use those angles like really oh, well, yeah. which really just heightens that suspense and this is fucking. It's good. It's I really love good. the the staircase scene where Emma and Norman are like trying to like not let 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 it out, like let it go that they figured out what's going on to the mother, and like mm-hmm. she has these eyes and she just like basically stares daggers through them. Uh, it's really intense, and so yeah, fun one to watch. Definitely going to be paying attention to this as it goes forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on, though. So this Ooh. one, Meet Tokyo Renka, also also known as the harem, the reverse harem of the season. So every season, you got to have one of these these little fuckers, right? Like yeah. we we require them, like well, the female that, anime an- fans of this community demand one as a sacrifice it's to appease also us. an isekai <laughs> <laughs> yes it actually yeah. is but, but, but a lot of, and for some reason i don't understand why they insist on having all of them be in the meiji area era it's like it's like a you see a lot of uh, English romances set in medieval times. It, it kind of reminds me of that. Like, oh, when things were simpler. But, like, no. In reality, everyone would have their hands, like, in the mud. Like, it's yeah. not romantic. I don't know. But um, it's it's basically just this girl who can see ghosts. And she gets ostracized because she can see ghosts. Um, and she goes to this carnival and this guy is like, ooh, would you like to come somewhere else with me? And, <laughs> like, kidnaps her into the, into the Meiji era. And <laughs> this is why you don't talk to strangers, kids. Um, <laughs> and so she ends up in this world and gets, like, whisked away to a ball by this dude Who's like, ooh, let me take you in my carriage, and then I'll call you my fiance, and then I'll introduced- call you my little squirrel. Yes, and, that, and-, and he specifically <laughs> says that she belongs to him. I'm like, yeah, what the pretty fuck? Much. <laughs> yeah, and, and then then we'll have you meet like 50 other hot boys, and they will all crowd around you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you will mysteriously be the only important female character. So yeah, it's it's one of those. It, it's. It's not bad, but it's not good either, in my opinion. Yeah, I would say it's not bad because, like, I think the director is good. Like, Akitaro Daichi, he directed Fruits Basket and Kodocha. 
Kamisama Kiss, like this guy's pretty decent director. And like I had more fun with this like Otome game adaptation than I've had with like a bunch of the last ones I've watched. Mm -hmm. So this like if you're into this kind of thing, like this may be very much for you. Um, I even thought like some of the the goofy guys were kind of like fun. Like like I thought they were like, all right. Some of them Uh, them have long hair and have decent character designs. And that's all it yeah. takes. So. The main one, oh, guy, is pretty good uh, with the red hair. Yeah. Who, yeah, the little squirrel guy. Uh, I don't like the main girl because you're not supposed to like the main girl. She's like the self-insert stupid girl of this show. They always yeah. look exactly the same. They're, they're the always like hair. five foot two with brown hair and big eyes and act I don't dumb. understand why they make them have brown hair because like all... All girls in Japan have black hair. Yeah, it's always weird to me, too. I don't know. It's weird. It, yeah. Well, well like Kat said earlier, the uh, source is a mobile game, so you're supposed to run from those. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's like I said, it's not great. Like, it's not, it's not like the best thing ever, but it's better than a lot of the ones that they make that are reverse harem. It's actually decently animated, at least. Yeah, so. absolutely. So... Uh, let's move on from that. There's not much else to say about it anyway. Yeah, it's, so. a, it's pretty vapid. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to Leo's favorite anime of all time. My roommate is a cat. Yes! Oh my god! It's my life! I love yes. this show this, so this, fucking much. This is not my favorite show. This show is not appealing to me at all. But it is your life. <laughs> it, it's my life. Uh, so what kind of bothered me was, uh, it's the main character. He's kind of frustrating. Uh, like there was the very first in the first episode, there's the food thing, which I'm sitting here and I'm like, I know what this fucking cat wants. I'm just sitting here waiting for him to figure it out, which was boring. Uh, the cat's perspective at the end is kind of unique. I just wish it's it was adorable. like funny. I wish it was more comedic or something. Yeah, it's actually more like, especially in the first two episodes, it's kind of more like heartfelt in a way to like find out about the backstory of the cat. Cause like the cat was a yeah. stray, you know, and that's why he kind of has these like issues with like throwing away food uh, and stuff like that, which a lot of stray cats do have, especially early on. But those can like persist for yeah. a long time okay. like, psychologically. My cat, let me just let you know my cat was a stray cat, it's, it's a cat from the streets. And he still has problems with me putting his food down. Like, a couple of days ago, I was like, I came in, and my boyfriend had fed the cat. Like, I heard it, and I ran in. I was like, no, 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 stop. And it was too late, because that fucking cat had already eaten that entire thing of food in, like, two <laughs> seconds that he put down. And then was immediately, ten minutes later, vomiting it up on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, this is why we don't do this, Londo. Look at this. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, so, they just don't. Yeah. They don't. They have to eat it all immediately. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, like moving on, Subaru is like, I, during the second episode, like I really got frustrated. Him. He's just like really naive. He has like terrible social skills and it frustrates me to watch him yeah. do all this shit. And I, I just hate it. Well, and then also... It, it doesn't help that all these can't actics are really a part of my daily life, and I could just do without more. Thank you very much. Well, it's cute though. It's ador- I will admit that he is so socially awkward as to make it a little annoying because it's it's almost not believable. Like you would have yeah. some understanding of social. Like it's almost like he's he's slightly autistic or something. Well, he's, um, got, he's been through a hard time. Like, both of his parents passed away, like, at the very beginning well, of this. But you the idea uh, that even before then, like, he's one of those people who just, they never talk to anyone else. And I personally don't think yeah. that's, 
a terrible thing. There, there's people that are perfectly awesome people who just are that way. Um, but he's to the point where it, it's almost hard to see how he would function by himself. Yeah, like the cat basically ends up taking care of him because he doesn't feed himself when he's working on his novels. He's a writer. And he's actually fairly successful, apparently. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, but like the, the guy just like he like hates everyone. And he kind of like recedes from society and doesn't want to talk to people, doesn't want to go outside. He's basically a hikikikomori, yep. um, but like a successful one, which is kind of weird. Well, it's like um, one that makes money. But I, yeah. I have a feeling that unless he gets someone else in his life, he's going to die like eventually. And so he has this cat now. I also, okay, I did like how he named the cat. Like how he just like went through like a million different names. He just laid down on the floor next to the cat who was like in a cardboard box as cats are. Mm -hmm. uh, and just said different names for like a freaking hour <laughs> until he said Haru, which the cat recognized because the cat had uh, been fed as a stray one time by this little girl named Haru. And he heard like the girl's mother calling her Haru. And so he associates Haru with food. He thinks that's what it means. And so when Subaru says Haru, he gets like really excited, runs to the food bowl and he's like really confused when there's no food there, but uh, it ends up being good anyway. So yeah, I, I liked that. Like, so, so I think it's all the parts that center around the cat, I think are really cute. The, uh, I did like the cute girl at the uh, pet store. That was, she was real cute. I will say. And she was very helpful with picking out uh, cat food for Subaru. Who's a well, complete how moron. How much you want to bet they end up together by the end of this season. And it's because uh, of maybe. the cat. Like the cat somehow instigates this. The show will, say, will not go that far. It will not put oh, them will. together. Oh, will <laughs> no it? way. Well, are you sure you won't be eating your words, Leo? <laughs> Well, you let me know what happens because I'm not fucking watching the show. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, like, her character design is way too good to not, like, reappear a bunch of times. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, uh, anime is bad about people getting together. I just don't think this <laughs> show would have it into it to actually go that far. <laughs> it's just true. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm I'm in it for watching more of the cat. Uh, I never mentioned this is from Studio Zero G uh, and director Karu Suzuku, who directed Dive also for zero g and it's based on a web manga uh yeah it's it's a nice show like it's nothing like spectacular but i i enjoy the cat parts of it at least so i'll watch a few more episodes at least i probably yeah. will continue to watch it it's you don't have to focus on it too much either which is nice yeah that's true yeah though i did have to rewatch the first episode because i missed like the first like 10 minutes <laughs> like the first time <laughs> i just like all of it went over my head and i just started watching the cat <laughs> so I had to rewatch all that. But yeah. Uh, Speaking of brilliant oh, yeah. shows that go over certain people's it's heads, but not brilliant people like show. me and Leo. I hope it burns <laughs> in hell, and I hope you guys do too. Oh boy. So this is Kamuri Kusa, which is airing on Amazon Prime. Uh it's from Studio Yao Yorozu, who did Komodo Friends season one with director Tatsuki, who was also the writer and original creator, as we said earlier, of Kimono Friends season one. So this is the thing he did when he got his ass fired off Kimono Friends. And <laughs> he made can, a clone of it, it looks like to me. To That's me, what it's it like, looks like he embraced the like dark mystery side of Kimono Friends, like and went all the way with it. And yeah. I'm like kind of interested. Like yeah. I'm I am yeah. super wanna know what's going on with this world and what all this I red mist is and what shit. What the fuck <laughs> you mean? 
dark mystery. It's just a show with a bunch of cute little girls with cat uh-huh. ears, and they're yeah. running around this world. Like, it's Sounds not some great. amazing mystery. It's so. not like it's Sherlock fucking Holmes. So I really like the characters. Like, oh, I think God. they play How really well really off like each other. Characters? Three of those fucking characters are the same character. Yeah, but they're so cute. Yeah. And when oh, there's older more sister, of them, it's even cuter. The older sister being the typical older sister and the youngest sister bouncing all over the place the was just like making sisters, me smile. I was like, this is, they're hilarious. Is ugly as fuck. The middle sister is weird. And then the little <laughs> sisters are just copies of each other. It sounds like sounds great to me. I, and I will not yeah. say that she's ugly. She's just, you know, she's, she sends her cat ears down green vines that are made from yeah. the mana well, she's, of a magic tree. She's got but some like, bags under some, her eyes. Something went wrong when they were designing her face. I don't know what. <laughs> she looks like she's gotten punched underneath her eyes a couple times or she's something. She's just got some bags. Man, cat. Uh-huh. She does seem to be her. like slightly ill as well yeah. from using yeah. the power slightly? of the tree. <laughs> she coughs some. I'm just saying, when you're drawing a character and you don't have to deal with the natural realities of the way life is, they can be prettier than that. I don't know what's so, going on there. So they're in a these... post-apocalyptic world. Come on. Yeah, Does it look like she has her makeup island. bag with her? <laughs> they're, they're stuck on this island. They're running out of like fresh water for them to drink and also for this tree uh, that they're t- keep, keeping care of because it basically provides them with the things that they need to survive in this world. Uh, they have this enemy that they call the red bugs, which are basically like these almost machine-like spiders. Like, I don't know if they're organic or machine. They kind of seem somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, they're powered by this red energy. And so they find this new source of water, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, uh, like the tree grants them powers when they feed it water, like these glowing green leaves that they call Kamurikusa, or it's at least one type of Kamurikusa. And so, like Rin, who is the middle sister, uses these powers to like fight against the bugs. Uh, and unfortunately, one of them though attacks her little sister, Rinako, who is like one of these like quintuplets or quadruplets, whatever. Um, who the fuck and- knows how many they are? Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's the reality. They also said they, they could, like, make more. Yeah, it like, sounds like they can make more. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Rinako dies, but she doesn't just die. Like, when she's killed by the bug, she, like, fades away into transparency, like Obi-Wan Kenobi or something. Uh, <laughs> and, like, yeah, it's weird. And she disappears into this cloud of, like, red and purple Kamurikusa leaves. And so, like, I don't, I don't know. They're probably not even like really human, or if they are, they're like some weird. Well, then there is. I don't know. An actual human does show up. I don't know what they are, but they're not human. Yeah. So this guy shows up as they're like pumping the water back to like their like freaking train car that they've perched atop of like this concrete building, and this kid just like shows up in the water tank. I don't know if he came through the hose or not, but he, he came just like shows up. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, the, host, and, <laughs> the, the tree green line root thing or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It's cool. And so he doesn't have red hair and he looks like slightly different from them, even though he's human. And so they immediately assume that he's a bug. He also has some of like red stuff on him that they associate with the red bug. So they like instantly see him as a villain. But it, it becomes clear to them sort of quickly that like he's not and that he is like just really confused about everything that's happening, but kind but, of wants to help. I like how like the the little sisters like 
they're like have to like hold him down and like <laughs> so he can't get away or whatever and like yeah. they're threatening they're like do we kill him now <laughs> and <that> shit like <laughs> that <laughs> i love all that stuff it's really good actually it do we was, exterminate yeah. him should we exterminate him now <laughs> you're just like um, oh man what's happening <laughs> Uh, in the second episode, he like starts to earn Rin's trust a bit, though, and he also saves one of the little Rena sisters uh, from like this burning red fog when they're under attack by another red bug, and so that gets them like thinking, like, okay, maybe he really is on our side. Um, I don't fully trust Wakaba myself. Like, I think he could be like playing a role here or something, but I, I think you're supposed to think at this point that he is just a clueless dude. Um, but yeah, and like also Rin starts having these reactions to him. Like she starts blushing yeah. and her heart starts racing and she doesn't understand what's happening to her. And like when she blushes, like this uh, red Kamurikusa leaf just glows inside of her. And yeah, so at the end of episode two, they all decide like they need to make a decision. Do we stay on the island and try to just survive on the water we have? Or do we leave and try to find like a safer place with more water? Yeah, there's supposed to be like a lake or something if they can make it there. Yeah, but it's beyond, like, a lot of, like, mm -hmm. red bug infested lands. And so they, like, lower their train car down on the tracks. I didn't really mention it, but, like, the oldest sister, I think her name is Ritsu, uh, she can communicate through these vines. And, like, when she does, like, we said before, she, like, sends her cat ears or her fox ears, like, down them. And they kind of, like, bounce around and move when she talks. It's very cute. Yeah. Uh, but she also has. I just has want the, all of you to think about how much time you're spending talking about the bullshit that you're talking about right now. I'm just trying to put off the next show as long as humanly possible. Okay? <laughs> uh, thank you for doing that. <laughs> so, but the, yeah, the last thing I want to say is that like Ritsu also has like this power to use like her her tail. She has like a tail that's like a fox tail that like attaches to the Midori tree. And so she can use these like vine like tentacles to like propel the train car into like sometimes she uses it to uh like trap Wakaba like in like vines so he can't mm -hmm. move. Uh so that's like her power. And so she like communicates with the tree, and I think that's slowly draining like the life force out of her at the same time. Yeah. But well, yeah. I will I will say the rundown look of the world kind of made me think about uh girl's last tour. Yes. Oh the, I will say that does have a similar kind of I feel to it. Doesn't mm. look as good as that, no. but but yeah. That's um, the only this this show is a piece of shit, and you know it's a piece of shit. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm going to take great satisfaction in that since I have to watch Run with the Wind, you will be You're watching so this show. Fucking stubborn. <laughs> you know there are better shows than this, Liam. You know this. You know there are better shows. Are there though? God are there? damn, there are. Holy shit, Leo, come on. I don't know. I've don't seen a lot of shows watch this JoJo's season. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? <laughs> I watched the whole fucking thing to catch up because of you. Well, we may end up watching that too. Oh my God, Leo. I swear to God, if you make me watch this show, you both will regret the day that you were born on this blood-soaked soil. Wow, we're going to do a lot of regretting. Uh, uh, who's, who's your favorite JoJo character so far? I, you just watched oh. this season, right? Yeah, the the main. Yep. I don't know. Like they're they're all pretty damn awesome. Like you're you're making it hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Whose pose do you like the best? Uh, I mean, come on, give me something. <laughs> oh, I like the the teenager. He's like he's so obnoxious, and I love the way that the other characters fuck with him. Like when when he put, <laughs> takes his um 
beatbox on the boat. And the guy's like, give, give me some of that Sprite because it's clear. And he's like, sure. And just gives it to him, like not thinking. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, thank you. And just like destroys the fucking boom box. <laughs> oh, I love that show. Anyway. So, I think, can we stall any more with more JoJo talk before we... <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I would like to never mention this show. The, this one, we just, know... need, like, just need to rip the band-aid off yeah. and get it over with. Well, Dude. it's time to talk about the rising of the shield hero, which is airing on Crunchyroll. Uh, the, the rising of the Trump fan <laughs> in anime form. So, so this... <laughs> so let me just talk, say where it's from. So it's like a light novel adaptation studio is kinema citrus which is a very good studio they made made in abyss barakamon review starlight which was a great show that certain weird people didn't uh, appreciate for some reason i don't understand so basically this this studio has a history of problematic anime such as made in abyss <laughs> well yes mm. i would agree with that um, also the director takao abe worked on the show called nor nine which i bet yeah. most people didn't watch but man was that show bad you know what they should have called this they should have called this make anime great again no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kat, so, we said we were going to joke before we got angry. <laughs> well, I guess that is a joke, technically. Wait, one last thing before we plow yeah. in. Uh, the music is by Kevin Penkin, who did the soundtrack for Made in Abyss, which was like by far the best part of that show. Um, why and, uh, why he stooped yeah. to this, I don't know. I can only assume that he was eating cat food and like needed something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I so he saw so, the potential, cat. He saw the potential yeah. of the okay, shield. Whatever, whatever. So I read this manga. So okay. I hear this gets announced. I'm like, oh boy. But then <laughs> I, why are you reading this manga, Leo? I demand to know why. I don't know. I what don't the know. fuck is wrong with you? It's just one of them I picked up, and I've for whatever reason have been caught up with it. What so, do you mean for whatever reason? <laughs> I think I must like the pain sometimes. But so like I know what's coming up. But then like I get worried because there's a lot of people like, oh, this one looks great. Oh, and like a lot of people are getting excited. Mm -hmm. And just imagine a group of people doing this and they're just me in the back as I slowly walk backwards out of the room. <laughs> I know what's coming and I'm like, this is not good. And also I had the thought, I was like, man, all the shit I got for defending Doreku, this is <laughs> this is not going to go over well. <laughs> this is crazy too, because like they, so they, who the people making this really feel like this is going to be a fucking hit too, and they they might be right. Like it's pretty popular. They really promoted yeah. the shit out of the show. I yeah. came into this not knowing shit. I was so excited. I was like, oh boy, they promoted this a lot. They did a special. I'm excited. Let's sit down and watch it. All right, here we go. I was like so positive. Little mm-hmm. did I fucking know what like a was forty-five minute first episode, and it's, there's already twenty-five episodes like announced to come out. Like, not many anime get that sort of treatment, right? Like, that is rare. It like that they have that much confidence. So they, you they understand? Basically, made the first 
arc of this show, like it, an anti, like like a men's activist, <laughs> like parody. I don't even know how else to describe it. It's like, oh yeah, you know the this Me is... Too movement that just came out. Well, fuck that, and here we go. <laughs> Do you just you can't imagine. You have to just look at this from my point of view. Like, like I was the only. It's so weird because like I'm in. I in this room and people I'm on this train with all these people but I'm the only one aware that the bridge is out <laughs> and I'm just and like somehow uh, you're still on the fucking train it's like you got on the train knowing you were gonna die and you just watched everyone and they're, else and they're just like I mean these tracks these tracks look really good Leo that I don't I don't understand how they could possibly be out like and the, the sound the train is making is really good it's a really so, good soundtrack oh god so basically you just willingly let us all to, to the slaughter. You're just I, like, Go I didn't ahead. say anything. I was just like, everybody's going uh, to be very disappointed in this show. Oh, God. So, but, I don't know. Like, the, the things that this show does, like, at one point, doesn't, after, like, the, the main girl betrays him and basically says, like, oh, he raped me, but, like, he didn't rape her. Mm-hmm. And then, it basically, doesn't he say a fucking line, like, I can't ever trust women. They belong to the same sex as that one who betrayed me or some bullshit like that. I don't know Is if it... he says that in the anime, but I think he does in either the oh, light novel I'm, I'm or the manga. I'm pretty sure because I haven't seen the Getting light novel and that now. like stuck yeah. in my head. <laughs> I haven't personally read the light novel or the manga, but it has been impossible to not hear about it online since okay. the show came out. So, to me, yeah. this is like the epitome of of a victim victimhood anime it's like this Mm -hmm. whole show is built around this all this poor guy like he's a victim and because he's a victim he can do whatever the fuck to anyone else because he he has a right to do it because he was victimized like yeah like he gets victimized and shunned by the town which is a bad thing but his response to this is to be like you know what i should do i should like beat up and bully merchants in the street (laughs) Because, oh, I'm a victim, and so it's justified. Or, like, I should go and buy a slave because I'm a victim, and it's justified. Like, And, like, I definitely got the sense that, like, when he bought that slave and he bought, like, the cute girl, he bought her because... Like he feel he he basically he he realizes like oh I can't trust anyone anymore after what has happened to me like right like I don't know if he could trust men he definitely can't trust women yeah. but like the the only women he could trust are ones that are sworn to obey his every command yeah that, he doesn't say that directly he's like the only people I can trust in this world are people who have no choice and I'm like what the fuck is this see i don't think so it's weird because like there's a lot of things that he says in the manga or the light novel that he doesn't say outright in the anime which is one of the weird things does he say that i don't remember because that was the point at which i paused it and went what and screamed at the screen for like 10 (laughs) minutes so i remember that line okay (laughs) no there is some bullshit um it's so yeah he definitely has a victim complex and he feels very much that he needs to get revenge on that particular woman and I don't know if he wants to on against other women but yeah and then like he starts ordering this slave to do things that she doesn't want to do you know it's as you do with slaves I guess um and like any time that she did try to disobey she's like shocked by this like sigil that's been implanted on her chest that basically just like controls her actions a la like Dereku basically like with the <laughs> This is even retainer. more detestable, though. Like, because this yeah. this girl has been so fucking 
trampled in life. You can just see it in her face. And it's just, this show reviled me so much. I don't understand how it is still even slightly popular. I don't understand it. The things that he has her do are presented as being like good for her because like, oh, she needs to confront her inner demons and I'm going to, (laughs) <laughs> like order her to do it like as my slave and like that'll help her and that'll help me and it's just like i don't know like even if he is like in some ways helping her break out of her shell and like level up and become like a stronger fighter or whatever like he's doing it as his slave like it's it's really fucked up well it's <laughs> like, also so, this yeah. whole thing of like i know what's best for her better than she knows what's best for herself true yeah. Which is another whole idea that's disgusting and I don't know. One of, the, one of the dumbest things about this anime is that they say that the world is a matriarchy. Uh, a matriarchy, oh. by the way, is a society ruled by women. Can you uh, just feel the, the hatred in yeah. this anime just seeping off of it like toxic sludge? <laughs> ah, I, the patriarchy. Hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry, not the patriarchy. The matriarchy. Oh, yeah. the matriarchy. <laughs> Look how okay. they enslave us men under their high-heeled thumb, like boot. Yeah, like, and it's done been, because like we've been <laughs> trampled too long, us men. God. Yeah, the only way the matriarchy like kind of like enforces itself because like there's a king there. I think there's apparently a queen we haven't been introduced to yet, but the king seems to be the one with all the power and he has these male advisors. Mm-hmm. But like the matriarchy, the way it works, the only way it like, actually exerts itself on the world that we know about so far is that like if you even talk about sexually harassing a woman in this world, you are sentenced to death. And so if that's not the most contrived fucking setup I for know. like. <laughs> An anti, like, Me Too, like, fucking Brett Kavanaugh-ass fucking world. I don't know what is. It is, like, so clear to me what this show is trying to say. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. When did this manga start coming out? Like, I, I almost wonder what, like, when he started writing this. Like, because it's so, it's so pointed in the cultural climate of today that I'm like, I know it had to have been a while ago for them to have enough material, but I'm also like, when, when the fuck did he write this? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's know. a good question. I'm looking it up right now. Adaptation. Uh, 2013 I, I, is when he started writing it. So, like, it's a while ago. It's six years yeah. ago. Almost. So, I actually have a question, but it's kind of a spoiler. So, I'll save it and just spoil you guys after the podcast. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's weird. Like, I'm trying to find things to like about the show. Like, I guess I like that he's not super powered from the very beginning and he has to, like, build himself up. But, like, I like that about all isekai, like, video game type anime. You know, like, I want to see them get stronger. Like, I want to see, like, slime dude get stronger in the time I was re- reincarnated as a slime. And it's like, just this, all this baggage with this show that makes it so difficult to look past any of it. Yeah, um, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. definitely a lot. Uh, uh, that, that's it. I yeah, think. Don't, right? Don't <laughs> fucking watch this show. Like it's it's a piece of slime. Like it's disgusting. It no. It doesn't need if, anyone to watch it. Like I'm not gonna like. Okay, I'm. I'm I just want to be clear. I not. I don't hate you if you watch this show. Like I oh, watch I, a lot of shitty I anime do. too. I, I hate you if you watch the show. No, you don't. Come on. I, I do. Let's be real. 
<laughs> I'm going to judge you hardcore if you watch this show. I, I'm not going to pretend. I, well, I think I that's fair. I won't I guess. judge you if you watch a lot of shit, right? Like, you can watch, <laughs> like, hentai girls go, <laughs> like, on screen all you fucking want. I don't care. Like, you can watch a lot of shit, and I, don't, I won't care. I'll judge you a little bit if you watch this. <laughs> and part of the reason for that is like uh i think cat and like me i i know leo knows more but I, like i've definitely been spoiled on some of the places where this manga goes later mm-hmm. and like it is definitely a revenge fantasy uh mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and yeah like i just, I just i'm not I that just interested don't think in we it. need something in this world telling like already impressionable young teenage guys that like oh they're victims and the correct response to having someone do something wrong to them, because people are going to do shitty things to you in this life, is to be resentful and hateful and just take it out on everyone around you. That's yeah, not a would, good message. Yeah, like the correct response isn't to like hate all women or even maybe even that individual woman, though I can understand hating her. Um, like the correct response is probably to like, Say, like, I'm going to get enough power to change the way this society works for the better. Yeah, like, I, if obviously, they had done that, yeah. I, would, I would like this show still. If they had been like, I, I've gone through this terrible thing, I'm going to turn it around, and I'm going to do what I can with what I have. And they could have had all of the elements in this show the exact same and just not had the main character be such a hateful piece of shit. Like, yeah. they could have even kept the slave and had him be like, you know what? I'm going to, like, free you. We're going to be equals in that. Like, the, he, they could have done so many things and just kept everything about the show different, the same, except I'm the just, way he acts. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to let no my silence speak for itself. <laughs> uh, Leo he, knows all. This, just the hateful this whole time, way I'm just shaking is. my head at the, everything you guys are saying. The way that he just oh. takes, the, the way he takes this thing that was done to him, which was bad, and just yes. is like... This gives me a license to be shitty and do equally hateful, if not more hateful things to everyone else around me. And it's justified. That pisses me off so fucking bad. And it's not something that we should be endorsing. It's not something that should be tolerated. It's not a good attitude. Yeah, understandable. All right. (laughs) I think we've said enough about that. Now that you're all depressed and staring Look, down yeah. at your computer <laughs> yeah, screens, now that and you all sadness. hate anime like us. No, we love anime. We love anime, especially Kumari Kusit. God, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> God. Yep. So with that, that that'll end the first part of our winter 2019 impressions. We'll put out another episode in a few days, probably like a week from now. Um, no, no, it'll be a few days for you. Don't yeah, worry. it'll probably we'll be a few it. days from when this releases, yes. Mm. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, remember to like, follow, and subscribe to us on YouTube. to get updates on new podcasts or videos. You can also you know find you our- want to. You want oh, to go yeah. on You want to go on that podcast server, and you want to leave a review. And click that five-star button. Mm. Oh, it feels so good <laughs> to click the five-star button. Like, I'm not even joking. It feels really good. I do that on other podcasts. Oh, mm-hmm. just like I have helped these people do things. <laughs> In their lives. Yeah, it, it feels like a warm cookie in your soul. <laughs> what kind of cookie? Like a chocolate chip cookie or like, like a sugar like cookie? A, your favorite like a cinnamon kind. sugar cookie. Oh, that's real good. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So go do that and try not to get diabetes and it'll be great. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you can follow us on Google Play, Stitcher, any real podcast feed, um, Spotify. 
And uh, you can also check out our podcast network, Anime Radicals. Like we said, there's going to be some new episodes up on there soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's one episode introducing uh, a new member of the Radicals network, JD Bowling, from the uh, Red Leaf Retrocast, who we will be doing a gaming podcast with very soon. Uh, Looking forward to 2019. And also talking a lot about Anthem. (laughs) Yeah. And that demo slash beta slash alpha. So, yes, uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Nerdum and Other for updates. And with that, oh, also join our Discord. Links in the description. Yeah, do it. Do it. And with all that, we will see you <laughs> next time. Yep. Yeah, bye. Later. Bye.